This is episode 43 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we talk about driving fear and anxiety away. It's really scary out there right now, and there's an incredible amount of fear and anxiety around the coronavirus. We're not going to talk about the specifics of that, but we're going to talk about the feelings that we have when there is scary ideas out in the world and scary things happening. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between fear and anxiety, discover seven ways to lessen fear and anxiety now, and determine your doable to be at peace now. Let's get started. Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am Kim McLaughlin, your host, and I am a psychotherapist, motivational speaker, author, and blogger. I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating and overdieting and just feeling generally bad about themselves and their body. Today, we're going to talk about feelings. We're going to talk about fear and anxiety. Right now, as I'm recording this, there is a lot going on in our country, in the world about the coronavirus, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of that because it's definitely a moving target, so to speak, in terms of what we know to be true and what we don't know to be true. What I really want to talk about is the feelings that are going on, and I thought about changing up the topic today from what I had originally planned to now talking about fear and anxiety because it's so big and I'm finding I'm feeling really anxious and overwhelmed and fearful. And I know a lot of you are feeling that. I've been talking to a lot of colleagues and family and clients about the coronavirus and how we're feeling fearful and anxious. So it made me think that it would be a good opportunity on this podcast to talk about fear and anxiety and what they might mean to all of them, all of us, because fear and anxiety show up in lots of times in lots of different ways. This isn't the only time that it happens, but it gives us a good um, starting off point in terms of having um, a, a generalized feeling that's going around in our community and in our country that we can look at together. When I thought about the topic of fear and anxiety, I thought, well, what is the meaning of both of them and why might it be important to split them out? And what I found is that fear is a response to a known threat and anxiety is a response to an unknown threat. And I thought that was interesting because I didn't really realize or think about really the difference between the two of them. I think we often use both of them interchangeable because often the symptoms that show up from fear and anxiety can be very similar and it can feel similar. But when we look at the definition of a known threat versus an unknown threat, there becomes more nuances in terms of what we can do about them. Some of the commonalities I find in terms of the symptoms of both of them, these physiological and psychological symptoms are things like muscle tension, where you're feeling fearful and anxious and maybe um, you clench your fists a lot more or you um, bring your shoulders up a lot more and clench your teeth a lot more. So there's all this 
tension in your body. The symptoms can also show up in terms of feeling headachy, feeling that kind of pounding in your head because we're overthinking, we're feeling generally physically stressed. Another symptom that can show up is poor sleep. We can wake up frightened and thinking about what's going on. I know that's definitely happened to me where I've woken up a few nights and had these kind of scary thoughts come to me. And I think it's good for us to figure out what are we going to do to take care of ourselves. When I thought about doing this podcast, I'm partly doing it for all of you, but I'm partly doing it for me because it made me have to remember what do I need to do when I'm feeling fearful, and anxious. So some other symptoms that we can feel are a quick heart rate where you're kind of having that heart palpitations. Obviously, I'm not talking about anything medical where you need to go to the doctor if you're having um, increased symptoms that are fearful in your body. Definitely seek out your doctor to make sure that there's nothing going wrong. But anxiety brings on a quick heart rate. Um, Our fear response brings on a quick heart rate. And also, you can have tummy upset where you feel kind of a grumble in your tummy and feeling generally upset. It can lead to digestive issues and um, that kind of physical symptoms. I'm sure you can come up with more symptoms that you have that are your way of knowing that you're in fear or anxiety. And actually, I recommend that you do that. I will talk to my clients often about um when they're feeling certain feelings, how does it physically show up in their body? Because then if you notice how it physically shows up in your body, then you can notice, okay, if I'm feeling um, my shoulders are tight, does that mean I'm feeling fearful or anxious? And then I can go through the symptoms, the physical symptoms, and that can help me lead to an answer about what's really going on for me rather than just saying, oh, my shoulders hurt, I have a headache. I can look a little deeper because when I look a little deeper to figure out what's going on for myself, I can then make a decision about what to do. And I can make a decision based on really knowledgeable information rather than just, um, you know, if my shoulders hurt, I could just take an aspirin to relieve the pain. But if if the pain's coming because I'm tense and nervous and anxious and fearful, well, if I deal with the nervous, anxious, fearful feelings, then that tension's also going to go away and it won't come back. So you can see that there is a great correlation between the physical symptoms and the feelings and then helping us determine what can we do about it. So when we just talked about the difference between fear and anxiety, um, we talked about that they're both an emotional response to a known or an unknown threat. And the also the the response for fear can be these physical symptoms of fight, flight, or freeze, where you have these reactions. And that's that's really what happens when we have a, a known uh, issue coming right at us where we feel a threat and then we get into that fight, flight, or freeze. And there are ways, those are physiological ways to deal with that fear, but they don't always help us in terms of figuring out what to do that will be really more functional. I have actually a list of questions that I use when I'm feeling anxious or fearful that help me move move through the thought process because I find that there is a thought process that comes in that really um, makes it harder in terms of fear and anxiety 
to do anything about it because we often will have these when there's fear happening in front of us from a real known threat or anxiety from an unknown threat, we'll have these thoughts that go through our head that actually can lead us away from figuring out what we need to do and what is our right response to the situation. The first question I like is, what do I know to be true? I say this a lot with my clients. I'll ask them, they'll say something and I'll say, well, what do you know to be true? Because when we're feeling fearful or anxious, when we get down to the wondering what do we know to be true, then we can then make some decisions about what we need to do. It's really from this idea of what's an observable truth and not something that we think is true. Another question to ask is, who is a trusted advisor or place I can go to that will tell me the truth? There's a lot of information out there on social media, on all the internet, and it is not all true. And I want you to start thinking about where places I go, who do I go to that I find are trusted advisors. And really, they are people and places that are trusted advisors long before whatever fearful or anxious situation is showing up. But they're places that you go to to get information. Go to those people and see what they say. And they'll often be if you have the right trusted people, there are actually places of reason and information and knowledge, which brings a sense of power and empowerment to do the right things that we need to do for ourselves. So remember the questions are, what do I know to be true? Who is a trusted advisor or place I know that will tell me the truth? And does what I know to be true or what other people are telling me is true, does it make sense? If it doesn't make sense, then I would question whether it's actually the truth. And if it's not something that makes sense, or I guess I could say that if it doesn't make sense because the truth is still being revealed, I think we find that with this coronavirus that's out there is that we actually don't know everything. There are some pieces we do know, but we don't know everything, or at least I don't know everything. I can just make decisions based on the best information that I have. And based on the best information that I have from a a trusted advisor or from a place that I trust, and does it make sense? And does it fit for me? And does it, is it my truth? Then I can move on from there. And I can know that I'm making the best decision to do what I need to do based on the best information. As we have that information, it's also important to start noticing what the feelings are, what's going on for each of us, and start noticing and naming it. Yours might not be fear or anxiety. Mine are fear or anxiety based on my physical responses and how I feel inside. But to get in touch with what the feeling is can also be another sense of empowerment because you know how you feel, you know the name of it, you know what it is. And then that takes the power out of it in terms of it being um, out of control or or having from coming from this place of lack of knowledge. Once you understand and know what the feeling is, then that can also help take you down that road of having more information and to do the right thing that fits for you, because that's really what this is all about. Take the information and do what's best for you. One thing I know to be true is that fear can give us wisdom. Fear can give you an opportunity to determine what is real and what you need to do about it. 
And if you're afraid of something, remember fear is being afraid of something in the future, then you have to ask yourself, what can I do about it today? Because fear is about something in the future and it's actually something that we know that is real. What I've said before is that fear is a known threat, something that we know. When we start talking about what that fear means to us, it then can give us that wisdom of what we can do. And ask yourself what that fear of that known threat, what does it mean for you? And as I thought about this for myself, I think about the idea of where I live. I live in California where it is earthquake country. We have earthquakes. Other parts of the world have other kinds of um, environmental threats. That's what we have. And so if my fear is the fear of an earthquake, then I acknowledge the fear. I acknowledge that it is a real threat. Earthquakes are going to happen in the area that I live at some point in time. And so how can I manage that and manage that fear is by being proactive. I could have cash on hand have extra water, extra food, batteries, my cell phone, keep it charged, bolt down large items, dressers and things to the wall, um, water heaters, bolt them to the wall so that they don't fall over. And these are the way that I can lessen that fear because I'm taking action. I'm getting myself prepared. I can't take away the fact that the earthquake will happen at some point in time. It just is a possibility or probability, but I can mitigate the problems that will happen because of it. This helps me become prepared and actually feel less fear. When I allow that fear to go unchecked, it can lead to stress responses in my body like poor sleep, achy body, food issues with overeating, and digestive problems, and that isn't good for me. Also, when it has to do with anxiety, when you identify it, there's a lot we can do. And that's actually what I want to spend a bit of time on right now, because when we lessen anxiety, we can also lessen some of the corresponding fear. Hi, everyone. This is Kim, and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul, as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. So some ways to lessen anxiety is, one, is really simple, and it might be not something that you haven't thought of, is focus on your sleep. Focus on getting the right amount of sleep. What we know is that when we feel anxious and fearful, our sleep ends up being tough. It ends up being tough to sleep. And sleep is really critical. We know this for body, mind, spirit, for the full functioning of our body. And it requires us to have good sleep hygiene so that we can sleep better, which then helps us have less fear, fear of the known threats and anxiety of the own known threats. So doing things like having good sleep hygiene is things like go to bed and wake up at a regular time, sleep when the house is cooler. That's really an important one because when the house is hot, it's harder to sleep all all the night. Take out the devices before bed. We know that having devices on, having that, that screen time lightens up your brain and makes it harder to sleep. Another thing you can do is journal to release the feelings and thoughts that show up at bedtime. and. They help, it helps get those thoughts and feelings to the paper so you can fall asleep easier and stay asleep throughout the night. Another thing to do to focus on sleep is to use tea, bath, certain different relaxation techniques before bed. 
Another way to lessen anxiety and fear is to move your body. Tension can be released and moved out when we move our body and getting up and moving releases that tension. We know that we release those endorphins and that decreases fear and anxiety. Also, we know that when we're physically active, we're breathing deeper and deeper breath helps lessen anxiety and fear too. It's it's just a physical phenomenon that just happens. In terms of movement, there are lots of things you do. You can do. One of the things I like to do is I love to take a walk with my family. That I find really enjoyable and fun and that movement I love. I also love to do yoga and I love the physical release of it, the mental clarity and feeling that stretching in my body feels real good to me. And I know that a lot of times when we have issues with food, movement isn't the first thing we think of. But I want you to just consider that movement for movement's sake is really important rather than movement for dieting or movement to get rid of the um, the calories that you ate. And I know that there's a lot of excuses that you can have about why you don't want to move your body. Like, I don't want to get sweaty. I don't like wearing exercise clothing. I don't want to wear a bathing suit. But find a way that you can do movement that fits for you, that makes you feel physically better. Another thing you can do to lessen fear and anxiety, it's another really good one, and it's get off your devices. Unplug from the media, unplug from social media. There is a barrage of information that is sometimes true, sometimes not true. But I got to tell you, that has been... A problem for me over these last couple of days is I've paid too much attention to social media and too much attention to the media that I've been overly anxious and overly fearful, and I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm looking at having more of a detox time where I am unplugging my devices and doing something else for fun. And I know that even the idea of getting off of social media or the media can cause anxiety because you want to keep up with what's going on. What's the most uh, latest news when it's fearful about actual threats to us? We want to know what's going on. But I got to tell you, being off of a device for a few hours or eight hours isn't necessarily going to be the difference between knowing and not knowing what's going on. It can give you that time for peace and relaxation that you need in order to be more um, amped up. When you do listen to the news and what's going on, you can then have a clearer mind to focus on what is the truth? What do we know to be true right now? Remember one of those questions we had earlier. I talked about it a little bit ago that some really important tools that are physical tools are deep breath and meditation. It's a known fact that you cannot be anxious and calm at the same time. It's a physical impossibility. What I always think for myself is when I'm feeling anxious, it is a call for me to look at how I can be calm and peaceful. It's just the best thing to do. And fear and anxiety give you that opportunity to check in with yourself and to notice that you're feeling fearful and anxious and then think about what do I need to do to be calm. There are lots of things you can do and I can give you my best examples of what I do. But I know from personal experience that some of the things that work for me are I have a daily devotional, a little um, affirmation book that I go through that I love because I love the idea that other people are using the same meditation and devotional each day that I'm doing it. So it feels like we're in communion together with these thoughts and ideas. 
Another one I use is I love Insight Timer app for meditations. It's an app you can get on your phone that has lots of different options for meditations that help just you just turn it on and you can have a certain type of meditation for a certain amount of time. So it can be as short as a minute or as long as a couple of hours. It really just depends on you. But that's one thing I like to do. There's other um, timer apps for meditations and use whichever one you like. Insight Timer is just one that I like. The other thing is just spending time deep breathing. I've told you before that one of the things I do is when I'm in the restroom, I just take a deep breath in and out. And it's just a way that I know that I'm getting that deep breath in because we can tend to do shallow breathing when we're feeling fearful and anxious. The deep breath gets into that to that body sensation of feeling calm, which give us more ideas about what we can do to take care of ourselves. Another tip, you guys, it's it's kind of one of those things that we talk about on this podcast is eat good food. Food fuels your body. And when we are in fear and anxiety, we might overeat or undereat or eat things that make us feel bad physically or emotionally. And that doesn't help us have that fuel and that that fuel for our brain and our body to do all the things we want to do. And sometimes what ends up is that we overeat. And that's one of the ways we've learned how to manage our feelings. This is not the time to be upset with yourself when you overeat. It's the time to say, oh, I overeat. Isn't that interesting? What's going on? You check inside and you realize, oh, I overate because I feel fear- fearful and anxious. Well, getting mad about that does not help the fear and the anxiety. Going in and saying, well, that's interesting. I feel fearful and anxious. What do I need to do? And then make a plan for that rather than a plan, not having the plan that, oh, I'm just not going to overeat. You're really missing the mark and you're missing the thing that is the problem. The problem is the fear and anxiety. The overeating is just the response from it. So find a way to eat in a way that fits for you and have that overeating be that time of learning and opportunity to wonder what's going on and be kind to yourself. Overeating is your stress response. It's the way you have learned to deal with stress. Yes, that's what you do. But what we're talking about on this podcast is coming up with new, fresh ideas about what you can do differently. Last idea I have for you that if the fear and anxiety are overwhelming and overload you, seek help. Go ask somebody for help. Seek out a licensed mental health professional, somebody who is trained and licensed in a way that they can help you deal with what's going on. There's no shame in getting help. It's the best thing that you can do for yourself. And there are lots of ways you can find out who are local mental health professionals. You can Google local mental health professional in whatever city you live in. You can look on um, association websites. I know in California, the California Association of Marriage and Family Therapists has a whole website of links to different therapists in different areas to help you figure out who you might go to. And those are great ways to get in touch with somebody who is a professional to help you deal with this. 
you don't need to continue feeling bad. And if you feel really overwhelmed and kind of stuck because of your fear and anxiety, I can't encourage you enough to seek out professional help with a licensed person to help you deal with it. As always on our podcast, we have doables. And I think you've you've just been introduced to lots of different doables with your fear and anxiety. It might be you decide to talk to yourself differently and, and ask yourself, what do I know to be true? Um, am I getting help from a trusted advisor? But really looking at that mindset and what's going on in your head. Focus more on deep breathing and being calm inside of your body, recognizing your feelings, eating food that fits for your body, or focus on your sleep. Whatever it is, just focus on one thing, something that's easy this week, and be gentle with yourself. Everything that I've been talking about today are all kind and easy things to do that will really have a profound, large effect on your life and will really help you out in a way that I think will help you feel more empowered as we move into the future. I know this is a time of fear and anxiety, and I'm really hopeful that you use the techniques that we've talked about in order to help you feel more empowered in your life. This is Kim McLaughlin. This is Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am so glad you're here today. I look forward to talking with you next week on a new fresh idea to help you feed your soul. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.